Living Word is considered an epic center. Epic center is a central focal point over an earthquake. A place, uh, so what they did was they, wherever there was an earthquake, they put an epic center so they could study why that happened. And so Living Word is, is a central focal point over a great awakening, the Lord said. A great awakening, a great move of the Holy Spirit in the city, surrounding areas, and the region. All of us have parts to play in this. Amen. The pastors can't do it by themselves. The music leader can't do it. It's, it's the people out here. Yep. So that's why, that's why we're, we're being trained up so we can all participate and do what you call, call us to do. Um, but see, the problem is, is that we've been so, um, we call it, we haven't set our affections on the Lord. We're not really focused on him. Turn with me to Colossians 3. Number two and three. It says, set your, effect, set your minds, or that, I think King James says, set your affections. Yeah. Affections means, uh, means adoration, love, and devotion. That's what, our, that's what affection is. If you're not devoted to the Lord... If you're not adoring him and you're in love with him and you're not loving upon him, well, then you're not only not, you haven't set your affection on him. And you're going to fall short of what God has for you to do. We're talking about the glory tonight. You're going to be short, you're going to fall short of the glory of God. So it says, set your minds and keep them set. You've got to keep them set. And what's going on out there? What is above? The higher things, the things on this earth. So we've got to stop worrying about what's going on out there. We've got to stop worrying about the bills and all this stuff, all these things. We're just, we're just saddled down with cares, anxieties, worries, concerns. And the Bible says in Psalm 68, he took all your burdens. He took all your cares, anxieties, worries. That's, I think it's Psalm 68, 17. He took all, all your burdens, and then he turns around Psalm 103, 3, he gave you all of, his bur- all of his benefits. So you're supposed to be burden-free and filled with benefits. But see, if you don't set your affection on him, you're going to be burdened down. So if you're, if you're, if what's going on this earth is more important than you, even your family members, right? Because he'll, you, you give yourself to the Lord, he'll take care of your family. That's part of the message tonight too. For as far as this we're concerned, you have died to it. You're dead to this world. And your new real life is hidden in Christ in God. You're hidden in Christ. You're in a safe place with him when, you, when, you're, when you're in faith, when you're trusting him. But you've got you to be devoted to him. You've got to you know, adore him, um, get devotion, give your devotion to him, and give your love to him. Love on him. It says, um, it says remember, it says you take up your cross and follow me. You've got to die to yourself. 
there's no limit to how much the glory comes when it comes upon, comes upon a church. So those desire it, prepares for it, a heavy weight of glory. So there's no limit to how much glory you can have from the Lord. No. But see, the problem is if, if, if your interests are divided in these last days, you're going to miss it. And so um, for an epic center to, 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 to uh, for you to be, or to be an epic center, you're going to have to participate in this great awakening. You just can't be a, 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 a sitting chair and do nothing. You've got to do your part. You've got to find out what God's part for you. It's not just coming and listening and leaving. It's, you're about to participate because he needs all of us. Did you know that all of us are in prison ministry? Everyone is in prison ministry. You wonder what your calling is? You're in prison ministry. Get people free from prison. That's what your calling is. That's what our desire is to get people out of a spiritual prison, physical prison, mental prison, financial prison, whatever prison door they're in. We are to open those doors as God uses us. But see, if we're in prison ourselves, then how can we get people free? So God wants to liberate you, make you completely free. Okay, so um, that was just the story. Turn to Isaiah 43, verse 5 to 14. Thank you, Jesus. He said, fear not, I'm with you. If he said fear not, then he means fear not. But if you're, if you're not trusting, you don't realize he's there, you've not been loving on him, you don't have a relationship with him, then you're going to fear. Fear not, for I'm with you. He said, I will bring your offspring from the east where they are dispersed. I will gather your, you from the west. I will say to the north, give up to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. And every, even everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my glory. You know, everyone in this place has been created God's glory. But all your family members have too. There's a lot of people out there that are created for God's glory, but they don't know. They haven't heard. They don't know the truth. They're caught up in the world system. But our job is to liberate them, get them out of, get out of that prison. They're in so we, we've been created for God's glory. You, you to remember, you've got to go from glory to glory because there's, there's not a limit to how much glory you can have. There's no limit. Everyone is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I have formed, whom I've made. Bring forth the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the peoples be assembled who among the idolaters could predict this. At Cyrus, there was Cyrus, they called Trump Cyrus. You know, they were, they, yeah. Would be delivered of Israel. Show us the former things. Let them bring their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear of knowledge. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. My servant whom I've chosen, that you may know, know me, believe me, remain steadfast to me. Understand that I am he. Before me there is no other God. No God formed Neither shall there be any after me. I, even I, am the Lord. Besides, there is no other Savior. He's your Savior. He's your Redeemer. 
He's going to save you from all this stuff as long as you're in faith. If you're in fear, you're in trouble. I've declared the future. I've saved the nation in times of danger. And I have shown that I am God when there is no strange or alien God among you. We know there's a lot of worshiping gods out there. But see, what is, we have any gods before us. What are we worshiping? We, should, we need to worship him. You know? Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I'm God. And then this is really, really important here. Yes, from the time of first this day and from this day forth, I am he. There is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I will work it. Who can hinder or reverse it? Nobody can reverse the plan for your life. But you. But you. The devil can't do it. You can't. The devil can't hit reverse to God's plan for the United States of America if the church won't let it happen. Right? And nobody can reverse the plans for Israel no matter what's going on out there. Nothing can hit reverse God's plan for Israel. Yeah. So remember, you're the only one that can hit reverse God's plans for your life. This is the Lord, your Redeemer, I, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I have set one Okay, okay, let's go down to 18. Do not earnestly remember the former things. Remember Paul was Saul. And he killed Christians. He persecuted Christians. He, he did bad to them. He thought he was serving God, but he was, doing, he was out of religion. And he was out of right, self-righteousness. His righteousness was, was like filthy rags, you might say. But when he became the Christ, when he had that roadside experience and fell off the horse... He was blinded, and Ananias went to his place and talked to him, and, the, and when he heard the truth, not only did his physical eyes were open, skills fall up, but his spiritual eyes were open. And he went out immediately to talk about Jesus is the Christ. But then he stayed and got trained up a little more, but he had to forget the past. He had to release it all. If he had held on that past, he'd never become Paul and done what God called him to do. He'd still been, he'd still been who he was. So God used him, and he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. If God can use him for what he did and forgive him what he did, he'll forgive you too. You know that? So you got to let those pasts go. Even what you did two minutes ago, let it go. It constantly, we're going in the future. We're not staying back here. We're going on in the future. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And it springs forth. We're going to time when things are going to spring forth. What, you fought something in your body or in your life for all for a long time, all of a sudden it springs forth, it's done. I mean, tell you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, suddenly, yeah. Suddenly. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And know it. And will you not give heed to it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's going to make a way for you. No matter what's going on. Financially, he's going to take care of you if you're doing what he says to do. If you're doing what you're, uh, if you're, if you take care of your body and, 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 uh, and you're in the word and you come here and you spend time and listen to what the pastor's saying, the truth you're coming home is going to set you free. Not just for free, but make you free. You're never going back where you came from. Set is temporary because you can set something on it and fall off. Right? Or it can be concrete. It sets up hard. But there's a, there's a, there, it can either fall off or it can stay hard. But when you're made free, it's like this table. It's made, uh, this podium, it's made free. It's made free. And that's what you want to be made free, not just set free. Amen. Okay, flip over here to um, Isaiah 42. 
40 through 8 to uh, 10. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I will not give to another. And my praise to graven images. And we have a lot of stuff in Washington, D.C. You'd be surprised what gods are serving over there. That's why there's abortion, is because they're serving Baal. That's why a lot of them in masonry, you know, uh, Masons and uh, Freemasons and all that stuff, they know it's a religion. It's a religion. And the 34, 35 degree knows that the God of, uh, there is Baal. They actually worship when they have, they have a funeral and they and they worship Baal when they're doing it. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Jack Ben Impey had you know had a deal on it and showed what they do at a funeral. And it's a religion. But see, most of these people in Washington Sea are involved in it. A lot of them. And so they're in Baal worship. That's what abortion's about. They're sacrificing every Baal is a sacrifice. Is aborted is sacrificed to Baal. It's not about women's rights. There's two things wrong with it. First of all, there well, three things. They're murder, of course. But then it was, it was done out of segregation to control the black people. That's what it was founded for. I'm not lying. The Sager lady, whoever she was, she founded it because she's trying to control the black people. And then also um, sacrificing babies to Baal. And um, you read the Old Testament and you'll see all through there, their worship, God, their worship was Baal. It was an idol. And they sacrificed babies to, to, to uh, Molech. Was it Molech, the, the, the thing? Yeah, so his arms are heated up and, and his arm was out like this. They, it was hollow inside and they started a fire. Arms get bright red and they put a baby on to sacrifice it. How cruel is that? And yet, even if you read Psalm 107, it talks about Israel sacrificing children to Baal. But how many of us sacrifice children to like, Baal by not bringing them with the Lord? You know, I know that I know that I did. I would. I was a Christian very long, so my kids, you know, growing up pretty fast. And I didn't bring up really in the way I tried, but uh, I believe they're coming back. Amen. It only takes it only takes one seed planted. Amen. I know it's Romans uh, ten eight says it's a word that's near you in your heart. So always a word that comes alive inside you at the moment you got born again. It wasn't you that decided to get born again. It was a word that came alive. You don't know what that word, you don't have to know what that word is. And you don't, you don't, unless you want to ask him when you get to heaven, but who cares when you get to heaven? But you don't have to know that word of words. But then the next word says, and then you believe and confess Jesus. That's how you got saved. It was a word that came alive inside you. Yeah. It's the same thing with healing, the same with everything. It's the word that comes alive inside you. And then when you confess it, it happens. That's why you've got to be a believer. You've got to spend time in the word. Amen? Okay, so... Um, He said, uh, nine, behold, the former things have come to pass. And now new things are, I declare. So we can forget what's, even what's going on in Washington, see, we can just move ahead into what God's doing. We don't be bogged down with what's going on in, in, uh, in Ukraine. We love, we, we care, and we're praying. But we don't have to be bogged down for that. We don't have to bog down what's going on in, in, in uh, Washington, see, or these ungodly states. You know, it's constantly, we're constantly got to move up in the former things. We're, we're declaring the creed in God's glory and, and salvation and all that. We're, we're praying all about that stuff, but we can't let that bother us. You know, if you listen to the news, you're going to be in trouble. 
So it says that, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song in his praise from the ends of the earth. And go down to the, um, I'll just go and do 12 and 13 too while I'm here. Let them, give, let them give glory to the Lord. And he carries praise in the islands and coast regions. The Lord will go forth like a mighty man. He will rouse up his zealous indignation and vengeance like a war. If these people don't repent, they're in trouble. Just read Psalm, 137, uh, Psalm 37, verse 7 on to the, the end of the chapter. You find out what happens to them if they don't repent. Right. It's bad. Yeah. Yep. And vengeance like a warrior. He will cry as he will shout loud. He will do mighty against his enemies. So what's happening is going to come to an end. I know that Psalm 37 talks about forgetting, you know, um, a per, like I think it was uh, Solomon too said the same thing. He had all these things, but when he died, people forgot about it. Well, we didn't forget because he's in the Bible. But I mean, he was talking about, he talks about all these wicked people when they die, nobody's going to remember them anymore. They're, they're just forgotten. They won't even be in the history books. You know. Yeah. Okay, turn with us on um, uh, Clos- uh, Clos- uh, Colossians 1, 25 to 29. It says that in, in it I became a minister. We're talking about Paul here. And I became a minister in accordance with the divine stewardship which was entrusted to me for you as its object and for your benefit to make the word of God fully known among you. And that's what pastor does here. The ministry of which was hidden for ages and generations from angels from men, but is now revealed to his holy people, his saints, to whom God was pleased to make it known how great to the Gentiles the riches of his glorious mystery, which is Christ within you, the among, hope, among you, the hope of glory, realizing, realizing the glory. Uh, you put the King James up there on that one. To whom God would make known what is the richest of the glory of, his, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Or amplifies experience in the glory. Amen. So um, you used to be a Gentile until you received Jesus. But now you're no longer, you're considered Jewish. You're you're Jewish now. So turn with me to Psalm 102.16. Over there. Amplifier Classic. Oh, you're going to yep. Okay. 102, right? The Classic. Yeah, yeah we're Classic here. <laughs> There's two Amplifiers now, so the other one I don't like it.
When the Lord builds up Zion, his church, Zion stands for the church. When the Lord builds up Zion, his church, he will appear in his glory. And he will appear in his glory. So when he builds up his church, when he gets his church built up, get all the garbage out of it. He builds us up. He's going to appear in the actual splendor of his glory. So, um, turn with me to um, Ezekiel 127 and 28. This is pretty awesome, too. Now get a picture of this. From what did the appearance of, of, of his waist upward, I saw a lustre. Ezekiel is describing God. From what had the appearance of his waist upward, I saw a lustre. As it was glowing metal with the appearance of fire, he enclosed it round about within. And from the appearance of his waist downward, I saw it as it were, the appearance of fire. And there was brightness of a halo round about, about him, like the appearance of the bow, bow, that is the cloud on the day of rain. That was the appearance of the brightness, uh, brightness around about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell my face, and I heard it, a voice uh, speak. So when he, when he saw, actually we saw, if you read about, just read about Ezekiel sometime what he saw. Pretty glorious. But he was actually far from the waist up and the waist down. So it was like a pillar of fire. And you know, when the Israelites were in the wilderness and they were, they were being chased, you know, uh, by Pharaoh, that, that cloud, that fire was behind them. And that glory of God protected them. They, Pharaoh should be able to catch up with them because you talk about, I don't know how many millions of people are down there waiting to get across. But they couldn't even, they couldn't even see them. They couldn't get to him because of God's presence protect him. So you can be so consumed with God's presence in your life that nothing can touch you. No sick disease, no, no, no coronavirus, no death of virus, no other pestilence socks and darkness, like it says in the Bible, Psalm 92, 91. There's pestilence socks and darkness. There's always going to be more, but it can't come near you, if you unless you let it. You know, if you're, if you're mingling with the world, then you're, then you're going to get what the world gets. But the Bible says that it cannot come near you. You're, 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 um, what do you call it? You're, um, yeah. Let me, let me just say it here. He says, you're only spectator. You're accessible to things going on this earth. It doesn't matter what's going on. No calamity, no disease. Not to bother you. But see, if, you're, if you have a presence with God, the glory of God will protect you. He's going to lead you and he, by a cloud by day and fire by night or however it was. And he's going to lead you and guide you and protect you. He, you don't have to be in the dark. Deuteronomy 4.24 says this, and you have to turn this, write it down. Well, maybe we better. 
Yeah, we better. I'm not getting very far very fast here. Better not be mine. Oh. <laughs> we could have fun around here. 424. For the Lord God, your God, is a consuming fire, a jealous God. He don't want to share affection with somebody else. You're actually married to him. He don't want to share you know, with the world, with the devil, you know. Either going to share it with him or you're going to share it with the devil. There's only two kingdoms, right? There's only two paths. God's path and Satan's path. There's not three paths. It's not your path. path. Either going to follow God's or you're going to follow Satan's. Yeah. Okay, turn with me now to um, Hebrews well, let's do our center over here, Isaiah 30, verse Get my phone. I thought I turned it off. Oh, okay. It says, Behold, the name of the Lord comes from afar, burning with anger, and his thick rising smoke, his glory. His lips are full of indignation against his enemies, right? right? What's going on right now, he's given time to repent. I don't know how many have been put on the stands and they, they've been given an opportunity to repent. Fosse had opportunity when Paul was questioning about China and about the money that we spent and putting all that money in there. He, he said, you don't know talk about it. He would not repent. You know, I say, yeah, well, I did. He couldn't. Biden couldn't do it either. These people are not repenting. His lips are full of nation, and his tongue is like a consuming fire. These people, you want to be in the hands of an of a angry God. Don't come against another believer. Don't turn on somebody. Get out of love with somebody. Man, you're, you're going to be consumed by a consuming fire, that's for sure. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, I got Hebrews. Well, We have to go to Hebrews twelve twenty-seven to twenty-nine first, and we got out of, out of sync. Hebrews twelve twenty-seven to twenty-nine. Now, this is who lives inside you. His fire is in you. But how, it turn, how far it's turned up depends upon you. Amen. You know, the, the more it's turned up, 
the less bad stuff can be in your body, in your life. You know, an epic center here is when people are getting, the glory manifests in here, and people are getting healed, and there's not one person sick in, this, in, the, in these chairs. It's going to happen that way if you get in the glory. Because you want to be sitting there, just sitting there and doing nothing, or falling asleep. You've got to listen to what's going on. You're going to participate. Because you're, not going to, you're going to miss that. I don't care who you are. You're going to miss it. But he wants, he wants to consume you so that he can burn all this stuff out of you. Purify you. Like, like gold. You know? Get all the spots and wrinkles out. That's what he wants to get out of us. Now expression yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. We, we see a shaking going on right now. God's exposing everything. That's why it's so ugly. But let God do it. Don't worry about what he's doing. He's got to expose it. Because, because he, if he doesn't, then what's happened in the past will happen again. And God wants to get it all out. It also has been hidden under the It's always been there for years. But God has got to dig it up and bring it up. In order to build a new building you got to, and, and put a new building where an old one was, you've got to dig up the old footings and put new footings. Then you've got to build a new foundation. Then you've got to build new walls. And then you can cap it. And that's what God's going to use. God's going to do the United States. He's going to put a cap on it, and the eagle's going to fly over the United States again. Yeah. Yeah. But see, everything's being shaken. And if you need to be shaken, you're going to be shaken too. I do. I want to be. I want to get all that stuff out of there. Yeah. That's why when you come and listen to what pastor doing, let eat that word up. Let the word do its work in you. It will, it will change you. It will not set you free, but it will make you free. So you never go back where you came from. Yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of what which was created, in order that what, that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. You want to be remain and continue, right? When the shaking takes place, it's done. You want to be standing there. Let us therefore receive a kingdom that is firm and stable, cannot be shaken. You cannot be shaken. An offer to God, pleasing service, and separate worship with modest and pious care, godly fear and all. For our God is indeed a consuming fire. And he lives inside you. I don't want anything in me that should not be. Amen? Amen. Okay, so um, that's why. Turn with me to Ephesians. I might be jumping ahead here, but that's okay. Ephesians, um, let's see. Ephesians 5. Twenty-six and twenty-seven. He's talking about the church, referring as as a husband and wife, but he's he's a husband of the church. He's married to the church. But he says here, they might sanctify her, the church, the body of Christ, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word. That he might present the church to him in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might 
be made holy and faultless. That's what his plan is. So if you're not receiving the word and listening to what's been preached and not let that word change you, then you're not going anywhere. You're going, actually you're going backwards. You can't just stand there and go nowhere. You're either going to go forward or backwards. I remember seeing a, a picture from Bill Winston of a mountain climber. And he was taking one step up and two back. Yep. He never got anywhere. In fact, he actually ended up back about in the mount, down at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's got to, he's got to wash up the water where to get the spots because that's why we're, we're getting te- taught what we're getting taught so we can get this stuff out of our lives. So we can, pre- we can have more of his glory inside of us. You know, it's high, time is getting late and kind of short and he has a plan for all of us to be used. Oh, turn with me to Isaiah 40, verse 5. This is really good. I like this one. I like them all, of course. I might do the third verse all the way to the uh, two five, yeah, because it's pretty good. Yes, it is. I said the third verse: a voice one who cries, prepare the prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord, clear away the obstacles, make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and filled up, and every mountain and hell shall be made low. And the crooked and even shall be even shall be made straight even and level, and the rough, rough places plain. Then the the first viper says, and the glory, majesty, splendor of the Lord shall be shall be revealed. How is it going to be revealed? In us. It's in us. The glory, majesty, splendor of the Lord shall be revealed, and shall and all flesh shall see it altogether. They're going to see the glory on you. They're going to, you know, you can, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you can get so full of God's presence that you can't, you can't attain it. You got to give it away. His presence will change the atmosphere wherever you go. And I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay, turn with me to um, Colossians 3, 4. You're getting worked up here, worked out. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. He's trying to prepare you for that. Amen? Okay. Now, turn with me to Second Chronicles 5, 11 through 14. We're going to work out here. But there's something to see because if these guys could experience the glory... 
we should be able to too. But there was something they had to do in order to experience it. Verse 11 through 14. Everybody there? Like we always say in men's group, you need tabs. <laughs> when the priest had come out of the holy place, for all the priests present, present had sanctified themselves, separating them from everything that defiles without regard to their divisions. They, got, they put on physical right robes and sanctified themselves. But you got a robe of righteousness on. What's our excuse? So we've got the right, theirs was a physical because they weren't born again. He lives in us, right? So then it goes on, all Levites who were singers, all those of Asaph, Heman, Judas, or whatever his name is, with their sons and kinsmen, arrived in fine linen, having cymbals and harps and lyres, stood at the east end of the altar with 120 priests blowing trumpets. When the trumpeters and singers were joined in unison, making one sound, this is going to happen when the praise worship team is there, when we get involved in it. Heard praising and thanking the Lord. When they lift up their voices and the trumpeters and cymbals and their instruments for song, praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, his mercy, love and truth forever. Then the house of the Lord is filled with the glory cloud. There's a cloud. The presence of God manifested. But they, they, they didn't have him inside. It would have killed them. It had, it had, they had to protect him in the cloud. So it filled with the cloud so, so that the priest could not even stand and minister. Because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. He wants to fill you so full of his glory that you can't attain it. So it's in here and out of here. That's why we talk about being filled with God. Filled with God, we always go like, I always go like that. I want to be filled here and out of here. Amen? And it's going to happen. I guarantee you, it's already happening. Jerry Savelle can tell you about it. Jerry Savelle. You know, the very times where he, there was a light following him around. And he was at a shopping, he said he wanted to go shopping, but he said, the Lord said, go with your wife and kid. So they went shopping, and he was sitting around, like in the mall, there was um, benches and stuff, and then he got up and started walking around, looking in the windows. And there was a light above him, and a lady was chasing a light. Oh, it was a lady. They chased all over him, and finally she got to him. And she got saved. Yeah, delivered. Yeah, amen. And then there was, there was on an escalator. Yeah. One of them was in Omaha. He was, in, he was on an escalator, and this lady kept, stop it, stop it, stop it. And he was like, what? Stop it, stop it, stop it. He didn't know who was behind him. He turned around, and she was talking to him. And they, I don't know if he said something to her, but anyway, that light exposed the darkness. And she fell down and got saved. Yeah. It happened also with Jerry Savelle when he was in, uh, I don't know which time was Omaha. He was, at a, he was at the checkout. And there was a lady behind him that stood and she dropped her. I want to get saved. I want to get saved. I want to get saved. He hadn't said it. He didn't know her. He didn't even realize who was behind him. I want to get saved. I want to get saved. And uh, the, then the clerk said, oh, I want to get saved too. Two people got saved. Because the glory presence was upon Jerry Savelle. But see, you carry that glory inside of you. And there's no limit to how much fire can be inside you of the glory. 
of the presence. Amen. So, they experience the glory from outside. But he's inside you. Amen. And so we've got it better. We've got the robes of righteousness on right now. We're right standing with God right now, but I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to get full of more glory. Because there's, there's, something, there's some neat things that are going to happen when that happens. Living in a, he lives in us, and, and he's living us, but they, they already had him in their minds. They were, they were trying to serve God with their, their souls, their minds. But if they can experience a glory present like that, then why can't we do it if he lives inside of us? I mean, this place should be rocking and rolling every service. But see, you've got to jump into the river. He's not going to push you in the river. You've got to jump in. Amen? <laughs> because John 3, 3 says this, and I don't turn, I just read it. Unless a person is born again anew from, a, from above, he cannot ever see or know or be acquainted with experience the kingdom of God, cannot ever experience his manifested presence unless you're born again. His story in their lives. You can turn if you want to, but, you know, are you born again? Well, then you, should, then you should be able to experience this manifested presence inside you. But how much do you want? Some people get so hot, they, they you know, so stirred up, they, they can't handle it. You know, it talks about there's adversaries at every new door. God wants to go through new doors. But there's always adversaries trying to stop you from going in to something new. And so this church is really going from glory to glory and, and, and from God's plan to great, Blair Clan's great plan. We're first following a plan and plan that he has for this church. But there are some people that didn't want to go. They didn't want to line up with what, what's being preached here. They had some doctrine when they come in here, and they thought they were going to put some doctrine in here. God had to clean the house. <laughs> they're, like he's the white, they're like he's cleaning the White House, too. He's got to clean the house. He, clean, he cleaned this house. I have never seen so much unity in a church in this one. Amen. Okay, Second uh, Corinthians six seventeen says this. We're actually reading six seventeen to to uh, twenty. I think it is. The pastor brings this up once in a while, which is very good. But the person who's united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. We'll want him. If we're one with him, then... Is that, <laughs> sounds like my phone. It doesn't work when I want it to work, so... But we're, we're united to the Lord because we've become one spirit with him. We're one with him. So if we're one with him, then they see us. People see us. They, they should be seeing him. When they see him, they should see us. We're one, we're united with him. And so, 19 verse, do not, do you not know that your body is a temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God. You are not your own. He owns you. If you're born again, you're not your own. 
So why are you doing things your way and not telling what you should, you know, your affections are, are, are here and I'm going to go here. I got to do this. I can't go to Bible study. I got to, I got to do all these things. But if he owns you, then what are you, why are you doing what he tells you to do? Or you just do what you think you should do? Or is it or is what, you, what you want to do? You can't do what you want to do in these last days. You get so busy with this and this and this and this and this, and, and you're missing it. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You're bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, paid for, made his own. So honor God and bring glory to him in your own body. If you're not filled with the glory and, and being more you're filled up with the glory, the more you bring glory to him. Wherever you go, you're bringing that glory to him too. You're going you're to go out there in the world and you're going you're gonna to represent Jesus. And the glory is going to manifest from you all, to all these people. And then Pastor Ken's scripture is uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Yeah. Yes, it is. All of us with a veiled face when you look in the mirror of God's word, you're going to see yourself. You're going to see Jesus, but you're going to see yourself. You look like him. If all, we're all lined up, all lined up in a row here, you'd all look like Jesus. You do. All of you look like Jesus. Because we're talking about the spirit, or not the physical. They're spiritual being. You look like a twin with Jesus. Amen. Because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Spirit, who's from the Lord, who's the Spirit. So it's different degrees we're changing. We're coming more into his glory, different degrees. Are you moving, though, that way? So you've got you to get in the word. Because Jesus is a word. If you're too busy for Jesus, then you don't have a relationship at all. You don't. But people are so divided, they're doing this, doing that, you know, and then you get garage sales in the summertime, and people say, well, there's a garage sale Sunday morning, I can't come to church, I've got to go garage sailing. Oh, I can't go to Bible say i got to go garage sailing. You know, it, you're choosing the things of the world, and you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Yes. So Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians four, three and six. I'm trying to get to a point here before time runs out here. This is so important here, because this is about not just about a, belie- a non-believer. It's about a believer who really doesn't have relationship with the Lord. I'm not trying to bring anybody condemnation. You check yourself. Nobody's judging you. Yes, it is. Even if our God, now the Amplified Classic says in a way that no one other says. But even if the gospel, the God times also be hidden, obscured, covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God. It is hidden only to those who are perishing or, and, or uh, obscured to only those who are spiritually dying. That's talking about people dying that were spirit Christians. 
They got too busy. They didn't stay full of the word and they compromised. And they compromised their, their glory in their life. So it's, it's available. Only those are uh, uh, dead. Uh, those are dead and those are spiritually dying. And only those are lost. For God this world was blind, has blinded the unbelievers' minds that they should not discern the truth. Preventing them seeing the illuminating light of the gospel. Of the glory. The glory. The glory of Christ. The Messiah who is the image and likeness of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Ourselves, merely as servants, slaves of Jesus. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown our hearts to beam forth the light of the illumination of the knowledge of the majestic glory, the glory of God, as is manifest in the person is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But those, those that are sitting here, if there's anybody here that's been compromising, there's a, there's a good way to get rid of it. Jump over here to uh, the third chapter. Verse um, 15 to, to 18. And we're talking about religious people too here. Yes, down to this very day. Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies upon their minds, as religious people, and hearts. But whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away, and his eye, he can see again. Now, the Spirit, Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit Lord is, there's liberty, emancipation from bondage and freedom. Total freedom. Total freedom. Amen. Okay, let's see. Uh, what? <laughs> Turn with me to Ephesians 2, 5. And we'll do 2, 5 to 6, I believe it is. I like to pray this every day. I claim it. You know, in the, in the first chapter, it talks about well, let's do that first. Let's do Ephesians chapter 1, verse um, to cut it short, 19 on down. Ephesians 1, 19 on down to 23. And then we'll go over there to Ephesians 2. So you can know and understand was a measurable, unlimited surpassing grace of his power that's in, in and for you. That's the dunamis power. That's the anointing, raising power. Jesus is anointed one. Christ means anointed one, right? Aren't you a little Christ? You're a little anointed one too. But it also said Galatians 2, 20, that, that, that you've been crucified with Christ, no longer you live, but he lives his life in you. So if Jesus is in you, well, then every time you lay hands on somebody, he's laying hands on that person too. But he's waiting for you to believe. We don't do it because we're, what if something doesn't happen? That's not your business. You don't have to see it. Sometimes you will see it. Sometimes you won't. I remember the first time I used to go door to door a lot when I got born again. 
And I, took, I had nobody to go with me that day, so mom went with me. And we knocked on this one door, and mom knew the lady, later daughter. And so we ministered in fellowship with them, and it's the first time I actually door knocked on her, actually. I believe it was. No, the first time I ever laid hands on anybody. Anyway, mom asked the lady, do you need prayer? And mom laid hands on her, and she was healed right away. And then mom said, your turn. I go, uh, 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 uh. So I walked up behind her and put my hands on her shoulder. And all of a sudden I felt, yeah, I mean, I, really, I still feel today. It was old, and, it, and she was healed immediately of her, of her shoulder problems. I was like, wow, praise the Lord. And so then when I laid hands on other people, I never felt that again. I said, why don't I feel that God anymore? He said, you don't need to. It's by faith that you do it. I let you feel that so you knew that the, uh, the noise was thrown out of you through them. You're the, you're the prayer cloth. You're the point of contact. And so when you go ministering, you're only the point of contact. When you open your mouth wide, God's going to fill your mouth with his words. So what are you afraid of? You know? We have to be afraid of, uh, uh, you know, nothing happens when you lay hands on somebody. You don't know what happens after you leave them. Besides that, you know, we go around laying hands on everybody, getting them healed, then what happens if it comes back on them? They know how to keep it. Yes, yeah. So that anointing power powers in you in full measure. It's a, it's a measurable, it's a limited, and surpassing greatly that power is in for us as demonstra- demonstrated in the work of his mighty strength. With Zerg Christ, he when he raised the dead, see him own heavenly places, as right hand in the heavenly places, far above a rule, third powers men, every name, every title, because for as they were come. He put all things on Jesus' fate and, and, and made, appointed him to be a universal spread of the church. Head of the church was his body. Who's his body? The born again believer is. His body, which is the fullness of him, who feels all enough, and the body is the full measure of him. If you're out there by yourself, you feel the full measure. Now, there's a great, there's a corporate nodding, yeah, a great north and corporate, which is powerful. But you're not lacking anything when you're out there on one-on-one. You're filled with anointing. The same anointing power that was in Jesus upon you right now. So, you know, I, we're going to see starting things right here. I mean, yeah, and it's going to be happening in big numbers, too. So, this, you know what, you want to be in the corporate church. You want to be in the universal church. The only thing word is a, a, a part of the universal church. So there's anointing in you. There's anointing with power in you. There's anointing power in the local church. There's anointing with power in the universal church. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. We're not lacking any power. He makes everything complete. does everything everywhere himself. And then go down here to Ephesians uh, 2, uh, 5. Yes, it is. Even when we're dead, so it passes in sins. He made us live together in fellowship and partnership. One is collaborating with Jesus, collaborating one with the anointing and the resurrection power. It's, you're, you're collaborating with it. You're brought to unity with it. And in union with him, one, union with Christ, the anointed one. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. You've got the full measure, like over 19 verse, 119, the full measure, all your power is in you. It's immeasurable. It's unsurpassing. Great, it's that power is in you. You're loaded. 
Here, load it. Because he gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same anointing is upon him is upon you. Same power is upon him is upon you. You can go out and preach the gospel and open a prison doors. Being led by the Holy Ghost. You can do it because you're led by the, you've got the Holy Ghost in you. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm reminded of Isaiah 61 talks about, you know, um, yeah, going out and preach, uh, opening prison doors. But you can do that. You can do that. Uh, it talks about that in Luke 4, 18, 19, about the, about, about the, it's right now, the power is right there now to do it. Because as he is through you in this world, you can do what he did. So that anointing red power is in full measure. It's unlimited. It's unsurpassing. Great is the power sent upon you. Sixth verse says, He raised up together, made us sit down together. Give us right to you with heavy fear. Virtue of Christ, feet and under one. So you made us sit down together with him. And you see far what? Far above. Over 121. You're seated far above him. I mean, far, far above all rule authority. The devil and demonic spirits, all things under Jesus' feet, they're under your feet. Right. Same authority he had, you got it. Amen. Same anointing upon him to lay hands on the sick is upon you. Amen. Same, same, uh, same resurrection power that raised the dead is in you right now. Amen. If that's what God calls you, tells you to do, then do it. You can do it. Yes. I mean, you just can't go raising people from the dead. Yes. I know one part when Kevin died, one guy said, why don't you go raise the dead? I said, I can't do it unless the Lord tells me to. Jesus said, Jesus, I do nothing unless the Father tells me to do it. I see the Father do it, and he tells me to do it. So you've got to live by the Spirit. And you're very capable of it if he lives inside you. So then, turn with me to, uh, go, to go to Ephesians three sixteen to 20. You can pray this every day too, man. May he grant you a rich treasure, your strength and force, mighty power in your inner man, a spirit man, in the, the Holy Spirit himself dwells in your innermost being personality. So he's inside you right now. May, may, see, people say, well, I got to pray about it. I got to pray. You should be prayed up before you leave the house. You know, you see a person walk out of Walmart and they got, they're going like this. You know, you go, man, I want to pray for that one. Then why don't you go up? The Holy Spirit's waiting for you to do it. He went ahead of you. He's there. He's there waiting. And then you go, oh, 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 he's gone. I should have done it. Then you feel condemnation because you didn't do it. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I missed up many opportunities to do it. But you got to say, Father, forgive me. I, I, I failed this time. I'll, I'll, I'll make it and try to do it again. So then try to, try to change it. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle on, abide, live, live in you. Make his permanent home, heart, home in your hearts. May you be root deep in love, found secure love. Your faith was for love, perfect love, cast traces of fear. So when you're in love with God, then you have no fear. Because you know he's not going to make, make a fool out of you. If he says you can do something, you can do it. That you may have the power to be strong, apprehend grass, all the saints, God is that of us, spirits of love. The spirits of love, which is breath, which hides the death of it. That you may really come to know, practice yourself, experience yourself, the love of Christ. 
You need to come to understand the love of Christ. The love that we're taking to the cross. Why would he go through what he did? Because he loved the Father he loved you. That's why he did it. The thing he said, I said this before, Hebrews 5, 7, he cringed at the thought of being separate from God's presence. That's what he cringed of. I believe that's why he really sweated blood. Because he's going to go to hell for three days. He's going to be tormented by the devil and, and, and from, from the demons and all this in paradise. He was tormented for you. But he, when he left there, he left the curse there. He lost six disease when he came out of there. So if he left something in hell, in hell then why do we got it? Why do we have something that God, that Jesus took to hell and gave it back to the devil or belonged? Why are we sick? Because, because of lack of, lack of knowledge. We thought that when you got saved, that born again, that was just getting born again. That was it. And then, now you got to fight to get healed. We didn't realize it's the same crumpled seed that gets you born again. It's the same crumpled seed that gets you healed. It's the same seed. That's why Jesus said, when they led that, brought that person down that, on that bed, he said, their sins are forgiven you. Well, you know, Pharisees got mad. Then he said, well, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or take them to bed and walk? He was trying to get to a point. I always wonder what he meant. He was trying to say it's the same seed that gets them born again. It's the same seed that gets you healed. You should have been healed the moment you got born again. It's the same incredible seed. We're trying to get something that's already ours. So you got to claim what's ours. Go after it if it's yours. You own it. You own it. So there's a love that took him to the cross. We need to understand it because it comes beyond mere knowledge. It's got to be understand here. You got to know it here. That you may be filled through all your being. Oh, the fullness of God may have rich measure. Divine prayer become a whole body, flood and feel of God's presence. So full of your presence, you can't contain it. We got to get so full of God. Pastor's always talking about being full. When you come here, be full. But be full when you leave the house. Be full wherever you go. Because, because you're going to find out that there's a light that, that's above you wherever you go. If you're really full of God's glory and His presence, there's going to be a light, there's anointing, a light that attracts people to you. There's some that won't like you because of, because of demons. You know, there's the Son of God. Jesus didn't say anything. How stupid they are. You know? <laughs> the demons are so stupid that when you walk by, the, the, the anointing, they're affected them. And they, they come, ah! Ah, Jesus, my Son of God! You know, well, that happened to you too. Sometimes in a story, if you're somebody that had really asked to you, you just realize that the devil them hates the Jesus and you. That's what it's all about. Don't get mad at them. They're just blinded. But see, we want to be so full of God's presence, you can't contain it. You've got to give it away. It can change the atmosphere wherever you go. And people get healed when you walk by. I know that worked because that happened to Peter. So let's, let's go over there real quick. Uh, that was Acts 5.15. i got to get a landing place here. So they even kept carrying out the sick in the streets, placing them on couches and sleeping pads in the hope that as Peter walked past by, at least a shadow might fall on some of them. It wasn't his shadow. It was God's presence upon his life. 
It's the glory. The glory of power is upon him. And you walk by, people are healed. You know, if you walk by a dead person, they probably were healed too. You know, you're going to be so full of God's presence. I'm going to get ahead a little bit because I, but you can be so full of God's glory and presence that when you walk into Walmart, you may walk by somebody who's paralyzed. And they get up and you didn't even know they were there. Because you're full. You got to be full. Um, turn with me to Acts 10 38. Yeah. I think I got about four more scriptures and I'll land. Yeah. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with strength with power. I went about doing good. Particularly occurring rest. Particularly occurring all who were rest. Oppressed by the devil, power of the devil, God was with them. So he was able to cast out demons and deliver all those who were oppressed that were in prison. Right? But isn't that same power upon you? Yeah. If he lives in you, the same anointing power is upon him is upon you. And you can cast out devils. You can do what he did. Cast out devils and, and heal the sick because the same anointing, same powers upon Jesus upon you right now. Go to Acts chapter 4, verse With great, with strength, with great strength, ability, power. So the same strength of power was upon Jesus, upon the apostles. Yes. The same strength, ability, and power of the, of the, upon the apostles were delivered. How they delivered the testimony of the, of the Lord Jesus, resurrection, of Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace, loving kindness, favor, and goodwill rich upon each one of them, or all, all them all. Yes. So it's the same strength of power was upon them as upon Jesus. Yes. That's the same strength of power is in you right now. Right now. Now go over here to uh, 5 um, 12. By the hands of the apostles, special messengers, numerous starting signs and wonders were performed among the people. So through their hands, the stream of power was upon Jesus, upon them. And started great signs, signs, miracle signs, and wonders happen when they lay hands on people. Yeah. But see, I can do it to you too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, you can do it too. Okay, so um, I would turn with me to um, Matthew. Um, 15, 30, and 31. <coughs>
a great multitude came to Jesus, bringing with them the lame, the blame, the blind, the dumb. Many others, they put them at their feet and he cured them. So that all the, that the crowd was amazed when they saw the dumb speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they recognized and praised and gave thanks and glory to God of Israel. So this same, if Jesus is your head and you're his body, feet's in the body. Remember we said that in Ephesians. Feet's in the body. It's under Jesus, feet's under your feet. Therefore, when they put him at our feet, because he's the head, we're his body. The lame will walk. The lame will, the, the lame will walk. The blind, the lame will let's see. The lame will, uh, the blind will see. The deaf, dumb will hear, and the, and the, and those who are bound will go free, go free. Actually, is what I said. Okay, a great multitude came to him, bringing with them the lame, the maimed, the blind, the dumb, and many others, and they, they put them at their feet, and he cured them. That's going to happen to us. Even walking by people, they're going to be healed. It, it, in fact, it should be already in us. He's waiting for us. Yeah, he's waiting for us. Yeah. But he's waiting for a long time. For, he's been waiting 2,000 years for the church to do this. He's been very patient, but he's waiting for you to do it. Step in to do it. Amen? Okay, I've got a... Um, Matthew, don't turn it, but Matthew 5, 13 and 14 says, We are lights. We are supposed to be lights set on a hill. We should be seen. We, in Philippians it says, Philippians 2, 14, 16, we need to be beacons in a dark world. We need to be lights in a dark world. We need to be so full of God's presence that you're light, you're a beacon. And people are drawn to you because of anointing. It's not you, it's anointing. It's anointing you can draw people in here. And it's how this place is going to be full. You're going to go out there and bring them in. It's not just the Holy Spirit's job to bring people in. You know, he's going to tell you to take a rod and go fish and catch one fish, like he did Peter when his taxes were due. But then he may tell you to take a net and go catch a whole bunch. He'll tell you how to do it. If you pay attention, he told them, cast your nets over there. Well, we did that during the night and never caught nothing. But they didn't argue. They did it, and they caught fish. So many fish they had to have help get them in. So God is going to get us to get the fish, if you can get the fishermen to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I got um So we're supposed to be beacons, um, lights in a dark world. Uh, yeah, I got a whole bunch on that, and I, I won't have time to do it. So um, he did tell me this. He said Hebrews thirteen seven. But just let me paraphrase it. You're supposed to imitate your pastors, be doers of the word. Yeah. Imitate your pastors, be doers of the word. They're the ones that God put us here to be trained up. And so we can go out there and do what we're supposed to do. Without being trained up, we can't do it. You can't go out there and uh, try to use healing scriptures for finances for somebody. You're going to have wisdom. You're going to know how to operate out there. But you also got faith comes by hearing comes, comes the word. And it'll drive out all fear. So when, you're, when you really come to know the truth, you, you, all fear is gone. And you're not afraid. Yep. And once you lay hands on somebody and, and something happens, if you do see it, it's going to change your life. Change your life. It's not you. It's Jesus working through you. 
Um, I said here, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going down through. I wrote this uh, 6, 12, 16. I was back there shortly after I got out of the hospital. Psalm 102, 16 said, when the Lord builds up Zion's church, he'll appear in his glory. And then I said, Colossians, uh, Colossians uh, 3, 4. When Christ, who's alive, appears, then we'll also appear with him and appear in the of his glory. When we allow the presence of God to manifest, he will appear in the fullness of his glory. And we will be changed from glory to glory. And we will appear like him as he is, so are we in this world. He wasn't sick. He became sick for us. He wasn't broke. He be, you know, he gave it all. You know, he, he became something so that you could get rid of it. And then he says in Colossians 1, 27, we are there for Christ in us. is the hope of expectancy of experience that glory. He said, in this habitation, the weak are made strong. The blind see, the deaf hear, the sick go, are healed, and the blind go free. That's what our, our job is to do. Then it says, planted in the house of the Lord. So I'm telling you 2.13. Plant the house of the Lord. We're going we're, we're to flourish in the course of our God. When you plant this house, you're going to flourish. Not out there somewhere. Or going from church to church to church, whatever some doing. You know, or walking out on the service, like it happened tonight. But also, angels will be sending and bring whatever body part anybody needs. The Bible says there, there, there is, there, uh, I think angels are before God's presence, before his, pre- before his presence. I think it's Psalm, uh, Matthew 18, 10. Angels are before his presence, before his face. They're on assignment. They're just standing waiting for somebody to give them something to do. So commission angels to do things for you. Protect you. Bring whatever part of you need from the body of heaven. You know, whatever you need, the angels will bring it. But don't pray to them, commission them. I commission you to bring it. Because that's your job. They're waiting to be told what to do. You know, I used to have it in your office, and I have one at home. But there was a black and white photo of, of two angels above Cedar Bluffs. I don't ever happen to that photo. It disappeared out of pastor's office. I hope nobody threw it away. Because it was two angels standing above Cedar Bluffs. It was taken by Deb Livingston. And it was a colored photo. And, of course, I like black and white photos, so I took black and white. Anyway, um, they were standing there doing nothing. And you go, they had long hair and white robes. A lot of people look at that, they go, they don't only see the angels. I mean, it's very clear. And one day I said, Lord, what, what do you want me to, I was at home, this is when we had a, a men's group in my house at the time before I moved to church. I said, what do you want me to minister on? He said, he looked up there, he said, it was angels. Angels just stand there doing nothing because we're not using them. Whatever body part you need, they've got it, they can get it. They can bring whatever fine has been stolen by the devil for sevenfold. That includes pain and suffering. Whatever doctors and lawyers, hospital, whatever it is, God can, God can, angels can bring in that fine that's been stolen for sevenfold. I don't care what it is. The devil owes you sevenfold what he sold. I know you, you figured out sevenfold. It was a big number. And it's beyond what we can even imagine how big sevenfold is. So... We need to put our angels to work too. I hope you got something out of this today. Um, I was trying to, to move at a certain speed and I, sometimes I start getting lifty, you know. So, um, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm excited about this because the glory is upon me right now. And I'm gonna, I th- in men's group, we're going to go through the series on this. So anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks for putting up with me.